850 KFUO, the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcasts. Good afternoon. It's time now for our moment in creation. And on the phone with us today, I have Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Arnold. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hello. How are you today, Gary? I'm doing well. What's on your mind for our discussion on creation today? Well, today I'd like to talk about vestigial organs. You know, uh, most of us, uh, when we were in school and were studying biology, would find in our textbooks evolutionists claiming proof for evolution and proof that creation could not possibly be true because there are organs in human beings and in other animals that are supposedly uh, vestiges of something that used to be useful, but they lost their function or are no longer function as they once did, and therefore they believe that proves evolution is the case. And a wonderful article on that subject, should you still be interested in it, or if your kids or grandkids are being indoctrinated with that idea in the schools that they attend or the museums that they visit, uh, go to answersingenesis.org. And you can find Chapter 24 from a, the New Answers book, number three. The article is written by Dr. David Menton, a wonderful speaker on the subject of uh, what the Bible teaches about creation. And Chapter 24 is entitled, Vestigial Organs, Evidence for Evolution? Question mark. Now, David Menton, David Menton's from St. Louis, isn't he? From Washington well, he U? he was. Okay. He taught at Washington University School of Medicine for many years. After retirement, he moved to Kentucky, and now... He's on staff with Answers in Genesis and the Creation Museum. He's been there quite a few years now. But when he was in St. Louis, you're very right that he he taught. uh, He was teaching medical doctors how to be medical doctors, uh, taught them about anatomy and so forth. So he's very, very uh, knowledgeable on these things, and he's a wonderful speaker if you've ever heard him. He does an excellent job. He's got a good sense of humor, and he always brings it back to the Bible and always back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So he's really a great speaker if you ever get a chance to hear him, either in person or in the many DVDs that he's produced. Okay, so and he has I, a lot to say on this subject. He does, and in this this chapter 24, in the New Answers book number 3, he discusses it at length, more than we have time to get into today. But let me just kind of give you a few little bits of what he has to say. He says, vestigial organs have long been one of the classic arguments used as evidence for evolution. The argument goes like this. Living organisms, including man, contain organs that once were functional in our evolutionary past, but that are now useless or have reduced function. This is considered by many to be compelling evidence for evolution. More importantly, vestigial organs are considered by some evolutionists to be evidence against creation because they reason a perfect creator would not make useless organs. The word vestige is derived from the Latin word vestigium, which literally means a footprint. The Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines a biological vestige as a bodily part or organ that is small and degenerate or imperfectly developed in comparison to one more fully formed in an earlier stage of the individual, in a past generation, or in closely related forms. Charles Darwin was perhaps the first to claim vestigial organs as evidence for evolution. In chapter 13 of his Origin of Species, Darwin discussed what he called rudimentary atrophied or aborted organs. He described these organs as bearing a plain stamp of inutility, meaning uselessness, and said that they are extremely common or even general throughout nature. Darwin speculated that these rudimentary organs once served a function necessary for survival, 
but over time that function became either diminished or non-existent. If you fast forward then to the 1920s, the Scopes Monkey Trial, there, one of the expert witnesses that was put on the witness stand in 1925 at the Scopes Monkey Trial was a zoologist from the University of Chicago, and he said, there are, according to Robert Wiedersheim, no less than 180 vestigial structures in the human body sufficient to make a man a veritable walking museum of antiquities. That's quite a statement to be made uh, about these things. But uh, Dr. Menton and others at Answers in Genesis have completely debunked this. Let me summarize some of their reasons, and then if we have time, we can maybe talk about a couple of human structures that were called vestigial but clearly are not. Okay. So what's wrong with their reasoning? First of all, one would have to know the level of functionality of the organ or structure in the supposed ancestral organism. Second, we would have to know that the structure in question has minimal or no use in its present form. However, of the 180 or so organs that have been called vestigial in humans, all have been shown to have function. Last and most importantly for this type of argument to be used, one has to assume evolution to be true in the first place. So if vestigial organs are obviously left over from our evolutionary heritage, then evolution must be true. Here, evolution is assumed to be true in order to make the argument. And this is circular reasoning. It's a logical fallacy called begging the question. So it's really, it doesn't bear up under scrutiny when one examines these things. And that's especially true when you look at the textbook examples that they bring out and saying this is a, an example of a vestigial organ. So what are some examples in humans? And Dr. Menton goes through quite a few of them and with his knowledge gives a really good example of why these things are not truly a vestigial. One is the human appendix. And uh, Dr. Menton points out that the appendix is found, for example, in rabbits and some marsupials, uh, but it's not found in all animals. Uh, but people do have uh, an appendix. And while it was originally thought to be vestigial and was unnecessary, so it was cut out of human beings uh, unnecessarily many times, he points out that today we realize it has an important function. Uh, and he says it has been sought to be, it's, a well, it's well suited to serve as a safe house for mutually beneficial bacteria in the large intestine. Specifically, the appendix is believed to provide support for beneficial bacterial growth by facilitating re-inoculation of the colon with essential bacteria in the event of the, that the contents of the intestinal tract are purged following exposure to a pathogen. So uh, the more we learn about this, the more we realize, well, you don't want to cut that out when it's not necessary because it does serve a purpose. And one of the favorite examples that Dr. Manton talks about is the tailbone, the coccyx, which often people say that's from when we used to swing from trees by our tails when we were monkeys. But he points out nothing could be further from the truth. There's no evidence, fossil or otherwise, that humans ever had a tail and, and uh, would swing from trees by their tail. But the human tailbone is very, very important because it's an anchor for the pelvic floor. All kinds of muscles are attached to this uh, bone. And that's why when you fall on your rear end, it hurts so bad <laughs> because it's, a, it's a, a very important thing with lots of muscles attached to that very point. So once again, it's not... It's not a leftover from our evolutionary past. Instead, it is something that God designed for a very important purpose to hold our insides in so uh, that they don't fall out. And, and it's all, all very much designed by God to be exactly 
what it should be and where it should be. And uh, since we're getting close to the end of our time, let's just kind of come back, and what does this have to do with God and the Bible? Well, it has everything to do, because when we study the human body and other living things carefully, we realize that God is very wise, and when he designed every living thing, he did so carefully and shows his wisdom and power in, in his designing all the things as he did. Certainly sin has entered into the world, and, and so we have suffering and sickness and so forth, but the design of God, our wonderful Creator, is still evident in our bodies and in all other living things. And that certainly agrees with what the Bible teaches us, and we would also confess, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God made me, and it's not an accident. And more than that, we always want to bring it back to the gospel of Jesus Christ, because the one who created us is the one who also redeemed us from sin who entered into our sin-broken world, suffered and died on the cross in our place to rescue us from our sin, that by faith in him we might have the forgiveness of sins and look forward to the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting that is ours as a gift when we trust in Jesus as our Savior. So we hope that people will not be deceived by those false claims of people who believe in evolution, but will believe what the Bible teaches about creation and look at the world that God created and give praise to him who created us and redeemed us in Christ. Could you lead us in a prayer this afternoon, Pastor? I would be happy to. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we praise you, for we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our souls know that right well. Help us to give glory to you always as our Creator, but more than that, even as our Redeemer, because you sent Jesus to come into this world in a human body like ours, yet without sin, that he might go to Calvary's cross and be the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world that by your grace, through faith in him, we might be forgiven and saved eternally. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor Worth. You're welcome. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 here in the St. Louis region.